All right, it's Saturday night. The beer is cold, and here we go again with Movies and BS with Andrew. And I'm Katie. And today we're starting off with what again? Oh, we're going to start off with an apology, first of all, to our listeners. Yeah, I messed that up with our email. But we did, we were able to get it fixed for at least some people. So here's the bullshit part of it. Sorry, guys. But uh, here is our email address for those that want to write in. If they have any suggestions or we come up with a new topic. But it's movies and BS02 at gmail.com. All right. So make sure you guys email in. So last week we kind of ended our podcast talking about the top five series, having you guys write into us. And we had our uh, listener, Jeff. Loyal listener, Jeff. Uh, he posted his top five, which was... Is Jeff considered a loyal listener after one podcast? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's done. It's was, done. Yeah. Jeff, you are loyal. He's there. You're part of the uh, BS Army. There you go. So the top five series Jeff put down, five, Walking Dead, which absolutely I can agree. Um, four, ER, pulling on your hard strings. Oh, Jeff, now you're my new best friend uh, ever. You three, and I are going to talk about Noah Wiley uh, together one of these nights. Three is 24, Jack Bauer. Uh, two, The Office, and number one, Friends. I told Jeff, uh, responding to his email, all those would definitely be in my top ten. Friends, uh, The Office, of course. Uh, ER would be a low number 10. Oh, you suck. And uh, Walking Dead would probably be 6 or 7. Uh, mind you, I haven't watched all of Walking Dead, so I can't be on the total, like, I binged everything. I got to uh, Lucille on the baseball bat season. I, didn't know I got was. done. The last season that I got caught up with Walking Dead was right after Rick left. So whatever season that was, that's what I got to. Yeah, so obviously we're not super into knowing the episodes and seasons, but uh, definitely watched it and excellent all the way around. I always used to use Walking Dead in uh, comparing to what it was like for human beings starting off in terms of hunter-gatherers and then creating civilization and society and then boom, getting destroyed. So it's just kind of the nonstop cycle of trying to get through that. Anyways, moving forward. You're going to say? Well, Walking Dead to me, I'm just going to leave it on this note. Yes, it's the apocalypse. Yes, all hell breaks loose. Yes, it's a terrible time. But the thing that would just totally suck for me is that it seems like you'd be camping a lot. And camping to me is worse than zombies. So I hate every single second of it. Yeah, camping's a lot of work. But the only good thing from that is you wouldn't have to pay any bills. That would be excellent. You know, um, lack of hospitals and basic creature comforts that we enjoy today would be gone. But you wouldn't have any bills. I would totally be the person like 10 minutes into the zombie apocalypse would just be like, well, I'm going to go get my ass eaten. Everything just looks hard. Yeah, I'd like uh, roll my ankle and fall into a pit and then die. It'd just be that simple. Wouldn't be, I wouldn't get eaten or anything. It'd just be like, well, yeah. And he twists his ankle. He did. Uh, yeah. uh, oh, okay. well, he's kind of a tough guy. No, I tell the shits over there. He's dying. No, all right. Well, that's what you. That's what happened. So I just I knew that happened. I'd be like, woohoo, no bills, and then oh my ankle, and I'd be out. So uh, moving forward, things that uh, we were able to kind of knock out this week. I've got written down. Uh, Peacock got signed into that. Got sucked into that office 
Oh, they got me. We'll give you 100 free episodes, but it's only $5 a month for the rest of your life. And obviously, I told people. you that, that was going to happen. Yeah, I, where it's just like, Andrew, no, we don't need another subscription service. Totally $5. It'd be totally. Fine. Yeah, I just fell right into it. But Peacock has some pretty good movies. It has appropriate series that you can watch with small children that aren't, you know, aren't going to make your hair fall out watching all the children's stuff. So. Uh, the Office, Parks and Rec, um, and so forth. So, uh, Peacock, I think, is worth it right now. You know, give it two years when it's fourteen ninety five. But if you add this, it'll be twenty two ninety five plus tax. You're at thirty, and the next thing you know, you're ninety five dollars a month for the rest of your life. You, you know, we're not getting paid by Peacock right now. Right, they don't right. advertise them. I'm pretty sure they're doing okay on their free yeah, advertising. It's gonna be just totally fine. But I'm just saying. It's a good site, user-friendly. I like it. It's got a lot of good stuff. Um, some fun things I watched on there. iRobot, Will Smith, what's up? Uh, oh. Cowboys and Aliens, watched that today, which oh, was good. Um, what else? Oh, and then, uh, of course, Field of Dreams. Watched that this morning after watching uh, the Thursday game. Yep, got up with Anthony. Got up with Andrew. Good Lord. Got up with Joe early this morning and uh, was just like, you know what, Joe? We're going to watch one of the greatest movies of all time. Feel the dreams. We're going to watch it. What makes it great? I don't know if it's the story, the acting. To me, what really makes it a great movie is if you have a phenomenal movie soundtrack. And James Horner, you did it with that main theme song right at the end of the movie where he's playing catch with his dad. Just hearing that movie music swell, I'm crying. All the time, crying. So it's got to be great to make you cry. Yeah, well, no, it's the music part. Oh, the music is wonderful. That movie, in my opinion, I think it's a great movie. I think it has great moments. I think there's little vignettes within there that they went all out on. You know, like, Dad, you want to have a catch? And Moonlight Graham walking, going back in time. And, um, you know, just even the, the scene, of course, in the gymnasium, you know, you guys want to be Nazi book burners? I mean, I think it has great moments within it. But if you, I've watched that movie probably once a year for 20 years. If you sit down and watch it, it's just so clunky in terms of transitions. What? And it is. It's just all of a sudden it's like, you know what? I had a dream. I got to go to Boston. You're going to Boston. All right, now I'm in Boston. I got, you know, I kidnapped Terrence Mann. Now we're going to Minnesota. It just the flow of it to me seems clunky, but I'm not you saying want, it's like, not. An eight hour movie no, absolutely you... not. I'm just saying I. It felt rushed. It felt like we gotta get this whatever movie out and push it out there. We gotta get her going. You know that movie was nominated for like best. Picture oh, absolutely. I, I think it has great moments. I think it has awesome moments that we all remember, and maybe that's how our brains process it as being a great movie because it's not. Oh, here's a boring part where they're like driving and he's like eating a hot dog or it's oh you know it's like playing catch with his dad or talking moonlight graham or moonlight graham crossing you know the sacred rocks and saving the girl and what have you what, what i don't you call them the, the barrier of the ghost field i'm just like looking at you and i'm just so sad right now that's fine you know that's an sad. interesting topic though for our listeners you know when you email us in at Movies and BS02 at gmail.com. What makes a great movie? What to you are some of the greatest movies of all time and what makes them great? 
Yeah, absolutely. So that'd be that'd be a good thing for next week. What what makes a movie great? Like I said, I think it has great moments. It feels like that movie is clunked together. And if you guys watch it at home, see what maybe you guys can see what I see. Right. I, I just think Are you just looking at the farmer aspect of no, just absolutely like you not. get mad at him for no. plowing his corn no. just like you no. stupid son of a bitch? No, not at all. And the funny part is that movie was done in 1988, which was the worst drought Iowa had ever seen. They had to truck every ounce of water into that. They had to go in between the rows, dig out the rows, so that the corn would be tall enough for people to walk through it. I mean, no, the farming aspect, absolutely not. I'm saying if you sit and watch the movie, look at the transitions from part to part and where it goes. And to me, it just seems really clunky. It's just like, oh, we're here. Now we're there. Oh, we're here. Oh, and then we're back. And oh, people will come, right? Done. Ship it out. You know? God. I, I don't know. Maybe I grew up in the wrong generation or so forth. I like it. It has great moments. Yes. But I don't. Is it a great movie? Yes. Could it be but done better? But you do not consider it the greatest movie of all time. Uh, all time? No. Not all time. I would right. say it's a great movie. Quick I, debate here right now. Which of the two movies is better? Galaxy Quest or oh, Field of Dreams? Now, see, Galaxy Quest is smooth. And then that has been rated top five best movies of all time. It was number five. What documentary was that where they just uh, talked about Galaxy it was, Quest? It was, was Galaxy so Quest. Yeah, I rented it. It was on Netflix. It was like, what, you know, I have, we have to look it up. We'll, we'll get that maybe in the comments. But um, it was a documentary on Galaxy Quest being one of the top five greatest movies of all time. Like The Godfather and um, I mean, yeah, I was in the same list as the Godfather. Yeah. But um, I agree. But even Galaxy Quest transitions well. You know, I, the, anyways, watch Field of Dreams. See what, if, if you guys agree with me, if you see what I see. Maybe I change your mind on Maybe not. Maybe you're just like, gosh, there's the best. And how dare you? And yeah, I agree. you might as well tell our daughter that the tooth fairy isn't real yeah. and Santa's a sack of shit. Wow. How, how could you kill the field of dreams? I'm yeah. not killing it. I'm saying it's great. I like it. I love it how it you know, embraces Iowa and what we do here. But the same thing. Is this heaven? No. It's Iowa. No. It's just like... <laughs> Okay, so obviously we're not going to get an endorsement here or any money from Field of Dreams. Oh, they're just like, yeah. hey, they talked about us. Never mind. Right. But even watching the White Sox-Yankees game, you know, which was awesome, in the brand-new stadium, 8,000 capacity, 2,000 people from Iowa got put in the lottery. Some friends of ours were able to make it. Um, I thought it was neat. But even the commentators were like, wow, look at this corn. You met corn? Corn, wow. Don't see corn around the city, do you, folks? Oh, the corn is green this year. Hey, what's new about corn? Yeah. Oh, check out the, you know, check out them. Yeah, they're from New York. Yeah, they probably never see corn in life. They probably haven't. And I totally get that. But... There are like pictures of some of the baseball players actually eating field corn and yeah, taking it like, off. And I'm just, just like, like, it's I, not sweet corn. That's not how it works. No, no. And then I, I read that the wind had mangled the corn. So, like, some poor guys who were managing it had to go out there with zip ties and little green poles. Make it Hollywood pretty. To make it Hollywood pretty. You know, it's just like, yeah, welcome to Iowa. But at the same time, I'm glad we have it. I'm not crapping on it by any means. Um, I hope that they do more with it with uh, maybe state baseball. Hopefully they do more major league games. You know, that would be kind of cool if they actually did like the, oh, little league major tournaments type of stuff here. Yeah, high school, cool. high school championship games and so forth. College 
I mean, championship games, that type of stuff. Northeast Iowa and Southeast Iowa, you know, Cedar Rapids, Bell Plain, get down around that neck of the woods. Baseball kind of runs the roost. I mean, you head over to Ryan, um, baseball is a way of life. It just, that's what you do. And it's, it's definitely a part of us, and especially our island culture. So I am all, I am completely rooting for it nonstop. And it's awesome that the stars of the movie, Kevin Costner and so forth, come back and pay homage and try to support and help Iowa. I think that's amazing overall, too. Uh, we went in 2014, we were talking. Well, it was five years ago. The movie's like 30 years old now. So we so, went on the 25th uh, anniversary. 2015. Yes. Yeah. We went there and we saw Costner. Um, That's my close to a uh, celebrity I'm never going to get to because I just remember he was sitting on the porch with like his daughter. Oh, yeah, Costner. Oh, yeah. And looked. I was just like, Mr. Costner, Mr. Costner, Mr. Yeah. Costner. And then he like looked at me and was just like, fuck you. And I'm just he, like, oh, he, he gave his like little half smile, like, I am Kevin Costner. Please go away. And you're not. <laughs> but I. I'm not being arrogant, but this is the way he was. No, but then you also scared the shit out of that Timothy. Who's, who's yeah, that guy? His name, but yeah, we love him so much. Yeah, again, this is all going to be fixed in post. No, there it's is not. no post. Uh, Timothy Busfield. Timothy Busfield, where you were just like, "Hey, I loved you in West Wing." I did. I loved him as uh, uh, as Danny in West Wing, and we got our photos taken. I did flat out scare him because he's like five foot nine and normal human being, and me being six foot five and three hundred plus pounds, gave him good old Iowa bear hug, and I've got photos to prove it. And he was kind of scared. Bird. It he's, looked like he was kind of trying to back away. Oh, from he you was. A little bit. And it was like, oh happen. no, you're not going away. Like, come here. Come here. Come here. You want to oh. see the back of my van? <laughs> like, I got big van. <laughs> we did drive the big van that time. We totally, totally good done. Oh, and that guy was great. And he was, you know, awful in the movie as a kind of villain, if you will. We're gonna steal your farm. He you know, almost kills the little girl, but a little dramatic. But yeah, hey. no, yeah. I, I think he's amazing, and I, I like how a lot of those actors go. I was just talking to a buddy of mine. Um, if Ray Liotta would show up to feel the dreams, I would. Punch my daughter in the face to go say hi to him. I love Ray Liotta, which is probably not good parenting, but I'm just flat out saying, if that was a situation, I'd be like, come on, take one for the team, buddy. You know what? Um, number one, that is not like bad parenting. That is <laughs> bad parenting. Flat out. It's right, Ray Liotta. It's Ray Liotta. Now, you could probably go ahead and chat with him and stuff like that. I'll let you on about, yeah. like, hey, good fellas and feel the dreams. I want to ask him, what was it like when you did your guest cameo on ER? Oh my God. Everything goes back to ER, man. Uh, it's a hell of a hell of an episode. Yeah, so, so you have the ability to ask about Goodfellas or ER. I'm going to ask about ER. Of course you are. I bet he doesn't get enough ER questions. You want gold? You want second shift? Second shift, please. Oh, oh you're amazing. A... <laughs> God. But I would, um, yeah, definitely for Ray, Ray Liotta. And I was talking to my buddy about, like, how easy of a job was that being an actor for him in Field of Dreams? So, Ray, you're going to play Shoeless Joe. Okay, so what, so what I got to do? Just kind of run around the field and practice being a baseball player. So just play baseball. Yeah, that's it. Okay. And I don't have to be, like, good at it. And I'm like, well, you know, put some effort into it. But just hang out outside, hit the ball around, and then just look at Costner once in a while and be like, it will come, right, if you build it. I think there's probably a little bit more to his acting method than Maybe. that. I don't know. 
But in terms of, you know, he's not like... We are obviously not baseball people, so... <laughs> he's not Tom Cruise, like, running off 10 buildings and riding an airplane. It's just like, yeah, you're going to hang out most of the time in the baseball field. Or you'll be in the corner. One or the other. It's probably going to be hotter than hell. We're going to put you in the Oh, yeah, welcome to Iowa. Yeah, it's just going to be nasty hot. Enjoy that real cotton uniform. Because that, that's not going to be chafing at all. So, moving forward, White Sox-Yankees. White Sox won. Amazing game. Hitting home runs. You get Costner there. Everybody was hooting and hollering. I think it was a good deal overall. So totally behind Field of Dreams, hundred percent. I would love to see if we ever got the opportunity where they did play another professional baseball game there, and we somehow were able to get the tickets. Mm-hmm. I would love to go to that. Oh, absolutely! I think I think it'd be a good time, at least one time. You know, we've been to Field of Dreams many times, but it's not too far away. But I'm glad we have it. Uh, moving forward, I've got things on Netflix. Um, we started kind of watching Big Timber. Oh, yeah. One. So if you're like one of those people that loves watching those reality TV shows of just like, hey, we're going to go crabbing in Alaska, Deadliest Catch style, or Ice Road Truckers, or something like that, or Wicked Tuna, then Big Timber is for you. Absolutely. We go hunt trees. <laughs> <laughs> well, the premise being like, I've got this family-owned lumber mill. I've got to get the trees off this mountain or we're going to lose the lumber mill. And they say that 10,000 times an episode. And you get the suspense and the added drama. But it's like a group of four dudes. In and, Canada. Yeah, in Canada, Vancouver. And two of them are spending most of the time trying not to fall down, going up and down the mountain, tying cables around trees. And then there's one dude who sits in like a giant crane and moves the trees back and forth up the hill, and they're smashing and breaking and all sorts of fun. And then, like, the boss who's hauling, and I've got to save the lumber field. You know, oh, my part. Whatever. So uh, if you're looking for something to watch and see what's going on, um, check out Big Timber. We've got one episode into it. Obviously, just, like, i got to watch all of them. Probably won't. But you might keep digging in. But it's appropriate, and, you know, there's chainsaws, and, Suspense of yeah, chainsaws. And yeah, trees. I think it's gonna be like one of those shows of where it's not gonna go anywhere, like Oak Island type of bullshit. Oh god, Oak Island! <laughs> <laughs> I got sucked into that for about four episodes. Like and then found season. nothing. They just kept. You uh, can't watch it over and over uh, and over. Like they're gonna find something. Yeah. They gotta find something. It's like Chris of Oak Island. Oak Island. Yeah. You know what the Chris Oak Island is? <laughs> you can stop watching that bullshit over and over and over again. God That's absolutely damn. right. And the narrator has to repeat because there's no commercials with it. So, you're, you know, it's built for a commercial-based you know, watching. So it's just like every five minutes, oh, this is the premise of the series. Oh, okay. So they're, they're searching this mystery hole, essentially. Could it be buried treasure? Could it be the Holy Grail? Could it be blah, 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 blah. It's like, what the hell is Could it? Could it be absolutely nothing? Because that's what we've been finding yeah. right now. It's like these two <laughs> brothers, you know, millionaire construction. Like one guy's a millionaire, owns construction. The other dude, like, found a map. And here they go. And Well, the only reason how they're able to finance this stupid thing is, well, they pitched it for the show. So the more money that they make doing the show up, like, hey, I think we're really going to find something this season. Or sponsored by idiots like us who watch it for multiple seasons, listening to the same narrator. Just 
this driving me crazy. So, so I take it we are not going to get money here um, <laughs> from Oak Island. Yeah. Oak Island. <laughs> I think everybody knows exactly what it is. Oak Island is that big where you're just like, hey, I've got nothing else to watch. So it's like the I'm big watch hunters. This. Yes. Yeah. It's just like two dudes. They bring in cool equipment once in a while. It's fun to imagine what could be there and their excitement for the unknown. And then, like, they'll pull out a piece of driftwood and be like, this driftwood doesn't belong on this continent. Where did it come from? Did it come from here? Did it come from there? Did it, it just, accidently like, fall off the bed of my truck because right. I was on the <laughs> yeah, equipment? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. They're like, what can we find? I don't know. So check out Oak Island if you're really super bored. And those who just absolutely love it, I get it. And it's built for a certain type of person. I was that person for about three seasons. Because I was really bored and wanting to watch something. And Is this like your summer of Swayze? Where it was something oh, that you watched? Summer Everything of Swayze. Swayze yes. related. This was summer of Oak Island? Yeah. Patrick Swayze doesn't fall in the same category as Oak Island. Okay. I mean, I'll give you credit on that one. No. I think Swayze was inspired by Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> like the Swayze train <laughs> and those guys. And then it just went down. I'm like, ah. This was right when... Um, you know, streaming was kind of making a major appearance in the, the cultural world. You know, we were kind of getting onto it. Netflix was going and then other availabilities, maybe Amazon. But yeah, I was like, I'm going to watch everything by Swayze because why not? I like Patrick Swayze. Rest his soul. You know? But then you, you hear the biography and like he was a football star and blew out his knee and then he could barely do dirty dancing. And, and that, you know, segues us into... <laughs> Um, we started watching holiday movies that made us. So they showed Elf. Uh, we got through Elf and we got through Nightmare Before Christmas. Right. Did we watch any other ones or did we stop after that? No, I think it continued on. There's Elf, Nightmare Before Christmas, and I mean, there might have been one more. That... I know we didn't watch it. I know we got two episodes in for sure. It's just, you know, yeah. life. But yeah, Burton's whole deal being a Disney cartoonist and then coming back, buying the movie when he got super hot with all of his movies and buying the rights and then Disney saying, no, just do it for us. And then the two years of stop animation and it was a lot. Uh, and like I said, it was a flop in the movie theater, but it had a cult following. I mean, like, think of all the stuff that you saw, like, at Spencer's Gifts. Oh, absolutely. Hot I was just going to say, yeah. That. You know, that's, that yeah. still has a following of just, like, hey, Jack Skeleton stuff. Yeah. We're going to get it. Even, like, my generation of high school, back in, like, Hot Four, um, I still remember the Hot Topic girls all wearing, like, well, I've got to have my, you know, Jack the Pumpkin King uh, keychain. Uh, backpack. Messenger yeah, bag. Yeah. Just, like, that type of stuff. And it did. It just blew up. And... I liked it. I mean, I remember going to that movie as a kid with my dad. My dad, I remember he sat there and we watched all the credits because he was truly just blown away with how much work it took. So you actually got to see that one in the movie theater? I did, yeah. That was deemed too scary for us. Never got to see it. Right. Oh, it, 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 it was good. Um, I, I'm glad I went to it, but it was one of those like, Andrew wants to go to this one. And I was like eight. And dad was like, okay. But I mean, he really got into it. He, he thought it was amazing. But his... What he thought was good about it was the aspect of how much work it took to get it done. And I thought it was good overall. And it still stands up. You know, we probably watch it once a year. So Oh, Evelyn loves the music. And yeah. Know. Oh, and the music's great. Um, what, Elfman? Yep, Danny Elfman. And he was that, very hesitant about doing it. Like, yeah. he was 
I don't know how to do a musical. This yeah. is a musical. I'll figure it out. Oh, he was excellent. Other things before we're wrapping up. Um, other thing I watched on Netflix, Into the Grizzly Maze. Fuck. Billy Bob Thornton. What is wrong with you with watching that stupid, stupid stuff, man? Uh, Mind you, I also watched on Hulu, like, Deadliest Cults. So <laughs> I guess I really can't be throwing too many stones at you. Give me a minute on, on uh, Grizzly Maze. So here's your cast. You have Thomas Jane, Billy Bob, of course, uh, Piper Perbo, Perbo? Can't say her name. Uh, James Marsden, right? And uh, Scott Glenn, Adam Beach. I don't know why you're looking at me. I didn't watch this. It's so. an amazing movie. It's an amazing cast. So two brothers in Alaska, they kind of hate each other, had a falling out. Basically, this tracker leads these poachers into the quote-unquote grizzly maze where they have a grizzly bear that's out for revenge against human beings and all these poachers and everything going on. And basically, it's just this bear kicking the crap out of everybody. So if you guys are looking for a fun-filled bear movie, it's pretty gory. I'll give them that. Um, this makes me wonder why people, one, live in Alaska, or two, go in the woods in general. Which oh. I guess I'm not the big major. Oh, yeah, I'm a big man in the man. Go hunt a bear. Yeah, a grizzly bear will eat your face. And that's just enough said. What is it about Alaska, anyways, which just brings out like everything that's creepy? Yeah. Because like, it's like our Australia. I can't watch movies while I'm at work, but I listen to them at listentomovie.com. So I did watch slash listen to two movies. The fourth encounter, the fourth kind, or fourth oh, yeah. encounter. Right. The encounter of the fourth kind. That's it. And thirty nights. Oh, um, the vampire. Yes, yeah, so two Alaska related movies. But how do you how do you listen to that? Is it just? Yeah, it really is. Uh, you know, <laughs> For it's an just, hour. It's like an hour and a half of just like angry noises. <laughs> like ripping chase. Yeah. But lots of um, screaming. I do like Into the Grizzly Maze. I think it's, it's rated R. It's a good movie. If you guys are looking for uh, just a good old-fashioned man versus nature versus whatever. You know, you got, like, what uh, Piper was a deaf chick, and it's like, why, why are you out in the woods by yourself? And then there's a bear. It's just, you got to, like, feel the ground for the bear. It's, it's like ridiculous. a lot of... Yeah. It's, is it as ridiculous as Ludacris in space, or... Not, not that ridiculous. Like, this is a little bit more believable, but at the same time, you're like, why, why are you in the woods with a grizzly bear? All right. So tell us about your, as we wrap up, tell us about your, what was it again? Oh, my deadly cults? No. Okay. So no. I'll make this really, really fast. So Hulu has like a bunch of true crime documentary TV shows. And I like that stuff because it really happened. But um, my favorite one is deadly cults right now. Long story short, on this one here. Um, so this cult leader is like, I speak to Yahweh. Yahweh listens, speaks through me. So whatever Yahweh says to me is the way that things are going to be. So he marries this couple who believe him, right? Yeah. And he says, Yahweh says that you cannot consummate this marriage until he says it's okay. So a couple of months go by and well, guess what happens? She ends up pregnant. And the guy who's like telling the story about this cult leader is just like, yeah, yeah, uh, John was in a lot of trouble. He got demoted to slave. And at what point 
in a cult. <laughs> Do you realize maybe I should get out of this? Is it after you've given all your money away or the fact that you're demoted to slave? I guess you kind of tied in. It's like that other cult where these group of women were like shelling out all their money and then the higher up into the cult hierarchy that they got into, they're like, hey, in this deep bond of sisterhood, we're going to brand ourselves with these secret symbols right above our crotches. <laughs> and then one gal is like looking in the mirror at this like burnt brand and she's like, wait a minute, these are the leader's initials. <laughs> <laughs> so it makes me wonder, can I fall into a cult? Am I one of those people that will fall into a cult easily enough? I think that's what makes a good cult is that you don't feel yourself falling. You just slowly slip into it and you're all of a sudden going, whoa, wait, Kool-Aid? What? Whoa, 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 whoa. Why are we stockpiling weapons? <laughs> I got to move here and give all my... Yeah, I I don't know. What is the famous line from Creed? I have been both a leader and a follower in a cult. Office, yeah. You make more money as a follower, as a leader, but uh, you have a lot more fun as a follower. And with that being said, we're kind of wrapping up here. <laughs> so, uh, words to live by, guys. Leader, more money. Follower, more fun. Um, make sure you guys email us what you think what makes a great movie. And reiterate, I'm not shitting on the field of dreams. I'm just saying it's clunky. It's still good, though. All right. Okay. And again, our email is movies and bs02 at gmail.com. I am Katie. I don't know why I didn't put a contraction or anything like that in there, but I'm Katie. I'm Andrew. This is Movies and BS. Tune in next week. You guys have a good one. Good night.